0: and welcome back to the learn to code podcast it's been a time since the last episode i've been really busy uh, doing actual work and playing video games and now uh, mentoring my wife on the craft of making software so uh, when i was first approached by her uh, with the intention to actually learn how to uh, code basically she she was actually expecting um, a shorter answer for a lot of things. For example, if you want to make um, uh, an online store, maybe you are planning to build a store by scratch by yourself. Um, you are going to find pretty, uh, pretty soon that it's not so easy as to create a JavaScript uh, script and posting in in some, somewhere there, the, uh, the connection data for, or the connection information for a database and call it a day. Uh, It's not like that really. Um, And I found her a little bit uh, frustrated with the, with the fact that uh, learning HTML, uh, JavaScript and CSS won't take her closer to that uh, goal in a specific, uh, specifically. So what I mean is that uh, the, those technologies are only for front end. And that means that you are only going to create um, what people see on the, on the browser um, in a very direct way maybe you are going to be designing a website but uh, even though you can, uh, for example, if you are watching this on YouTube you can see that I am uh, on a GitHub webpage uh, where I am um, browsing upon uh, some menus and these menus pop up when my mouse um, browse over one of the options on the menu. So even that uh, that thing is um is been made thanks to CSS and JavaScript, not so much by HTML itself. And many data like the amount of stars that a project receives or the amount of likes in a post uh, on websites like Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, well, that that amount, that number comes from uh, comes from somewhere else. Um, you cannot just connect to a database from your website directly. Really, Uh, the database connections uh, happen on the server side. So you can spend your whole life uh, learning about websites and how to become a web developer. Uh, But until you reach the server side, uh, you won't be able to actually connect the dots required to stream the data necessary to show on your website. So, um, so far so good. Um, After the initial frustration phase, uh, we continue our learning and we devise a plan. So basically I'm going to be teaching her how to become a web developer first. And from there, we are going to be facing the backend uh, side of the story. So um, I, after teaching the fundamentals of programming using JavaScript, I didn't actually teach her JavaScript per se. Uh, I was actually teaching the basic uh, fundamentals of programming itself um, and we explore many options like um, uh, JavaScript, we play a little bit with HTML, and and we kinda uh, were speaking about um, we were playing around with CSS a little bit, um, but obviously we need to devise a plan and uh, and, and and make ad- take action upon the plan and the learning process is going to be uh, longer than expected obviously. Uh, yet I do know that this is the, the, the best way to actually achieve some kind of success. So uh, instead of uh, getting directly head on into HTML, JavaScript or CSS, I decided to teach her one of the main tools that many developers use. And this one is called Markdown. Markdown, if you don't know what that is, is basically this um, uh, simple text formatting um, uh, coding language, which is used to basically just write down text um, and you can use it to render uh, an HTML site, an HTML web page, um, but mainly is used by programmers to create Um, documents text documents that can actually um, be written fast and easily and you can actually um, you get your hands into a render program you can actually uh, see the HTML document uh, from that code so I'm really bad explaining this uh, with the notes but never mind so right now I'm watching my um, markdown uh, here by Adam P uh, is on a GitHub web page and is basically a Markdown cheat sheet uh, which is used uh, by myself and many other people to remember how to actually write uh, Markdown. Uh, there are several tools, um, one of my favorites is uh, a stack editor stagedit.io I think it's called. This Stackedit.io is a website where you can actually practice Markdown and see the results. You're watching this on YouTube on my left side. And I'm seeing the actual code in Markdown on my right side. I'm looking at the results of the, of my code already rendering here so as you can see there is a lot of things to cover here Um, even images here look at this oh it's not it's not an actual image actually Wow, nice there is a sequence diagram done entirely on markdown this is amazing Uh, but never mind that this is um as you can see you can uh actually do a lot of things with markdown i don't um i don't use markdown um too much in the sense that i uh, i'm basically happy with it, with using markdown for simple text uh, doing some formatting like uh, emphasis uh, adding some uh, links to other files to uh, adding pictures to the to the file etc so I basically use this for my documentation and my um and my logs for every project. So um markdown is basically simple text uh with formatting. So I yesterday I open up this HTTP uh, this uh, Markdown cheat sheet, and we me me and my wife uh, began reading it, and basically um, we were reading about this on the cheat sheet, and we began practicing a little bit on StackEdit. So here you can see that you can code uh, a header like this, a header one. Uh, and put any kind of text here and you're yet in a header right here. So I do have um, a file over here, an empty file, which is called readme.md. And here I can write uh, whatever I want, in this case, let's see, let's put a title here. And now, I do have hello world in the title. And if I want, I can actually see how this is rendered in the end. Uh, Let's put it side by side. Uh, Didn't work too much. There we go. So you can see on Visual Studio Code right now that I can write uh, a title here and take And then type something here, a paragraph, another paragraph. And I can type down uh, a subtitle. So Markdown in the end renders into HTML. So uh, the first quest, when when we were uh, learning about Markdown, my wife actually asked me if, I can use markdown for writing HTML pages instead of using actual HTML. And technically you can actually do that. Uh, Yet I will say that that's not the objective of markdown. Uh, I don't see development studios using markdown instead of HTML. Uh, for designing, um, uh, working with web pages, for obvious reasons, uh, the first one is that Markdown is for um, building documents, and, HT- and in the end, this Markdown document is just that: it's a document designed, uh, design for just for reading. And HTML is more complex and more sophisticated, and you can do a uh, way uh, lot, a lot of more things with it. So, it's more flexible. As you can see here, I do have a website here on the right, but uh, this website um, doesn't look like uh, something like this, for example, uh, Stack Edit or even this, the, the Markdown uh, web page here. So, never mind that. So, it's really easy to write. Um, emphasis, uh, which means basically to select a phrase or a word or even a letter and basically apply a uh, bold or italics uh, into a phrase uh, pretty much similar to uh, word processing software. And you can actually do this just by uh, surrounding the phrase or the word or the letter uh, between asterisk or underscores. It's a combination of both. Um, And here we can actually see a lot of these examples, how they work. And basically Markdown is a, uh, it's a very simple way to create formatted text without having actually a tool dedicated for that. You can pick up any um, simple text editor and basically create Markdown. So my experience with Markdown was uh, a little mix in the sense that I was teaching it. And well, my wife actually asked me, well, why are we uh, actually learning this? Um, And the answer was very simple because when you are building your software uh, and you want to detach from it, uh, you need to leave something behind to tell the next guy or girl who is going to take over your project uh, is basically your testament. It's basically uh, the, br- the the breadcrumbs that the new guy or gal is going to follow in order to figure out how to continue with your work, even after you are no longer there. Uh, and then she began um, remembering and telling me about... Um, uh, an event during her years on the university where she basically went to this uh, conference um, by the university and one of the panelists uh, uh, questioned the audience with the, with the question of what happens when, you're, when you die? What happens when you die and what happens to your system? Does your system die along with you? or does the system continue on and continue evolving? And almost 100% of the people there, at the moment of their death, or even less critical, uh, what happens when you leave the company? Uh, When the the person that created the software leaves the company, most of the time, uh, the main developer leaves and the system basically stops, stalls, and... You may have a new guy trying to figure out uh, the the code base unsuccessfully or taking way too long just to read it. So uh with with the help of Markdown and a lot of documentation left behind, you can basically leave technical manuals written down on this to allow somebody else to take over. So uh her first reaction to that was to basically, well, if I'm leaving something like that behind, the company will no longer depend on me. Then there is nothing um, uh, allowing, uh, there is nothing uh, forbidding them to just fire me. So that was basically the, the fear. So if the company doesn't depend on you specifically, then they can just fire you and stay with the project. Uh, And this is a possibility, obviously, Um, uh, but obviously the benefits uh, outweigh far longer the the cons because, uh, well, you are no longer a cog in the machine or at least you are no longer a piece of the system. So if you leave, the system lives on. And if you want to get promoted or or move to somewhere to somewhere else or do something else uh, as if you if you are a part of the system and whenever you leave the system stops working or at least stores in the in the upgrading uh, you are no longer getting new features into it the truth is that um, you are just shackling yourself into the system so you are no longer allowed to be promoted to go some somewhere else or to do something that you may find uh, fulfilling you are just a cog in the system so you are basically uh, shackling yourself to the system so that's why this is one of the first tools that you may need to learn how to use so you leave behind a lot of documentation from uh, simple manuals to how to install um, the web stack that you are using. Um, you may leave behind uh, a description of, of the main structure of your software, even diagrams. You may leave behind um, a document uh, for every single file that you are reading on. And this is in conjunction in and in addition to actual uh, blog comments and comments in general inside your source code. So this is not uh, an excuse to stop using comments. Uh, you are still using comments. You are still explaining your code inside your source code. Yet, in a more open and more uh, extended way, you can keep explaining the source code using Markdown. So it's basically a tool. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see here an explanation of how to add the links. And right after that, we we can see an explanation of how to add images, pictures inside your, your markdown code. So uh, we can actually uh, test some of this code here. Let me... and there we go. I just added uh, some code here uh, on the markdown file, and now I can see a couple of pictures inside my markdown document. In this case, the URL used for the pictures reside on some server uh, on the internet, so I don't need to have access locally uh, for the pictures. Uh, on my computer, so I can, and in the se- in the case that I open in this, without access to internet, I can just uh, add some alt text here, uh, some alternate text, and the alternate text will show up instead of the picture. So, uh, Teaching Markdown has uh, shown me that uh, n- developers tend to have different interests than other people, even among uh, other developers. So the way that I choose to live and learn uh, because I went directly into databases, uh, that's, that may not be the way of another developer. And I just realized that. So my wife is going to become a web developer um, and I'm going to become a web developer because I am the one teaching it. So. Uh, my strategy here is going to be learning HTML myself and basically rework those uh those video courses I'm taking into spanish spoken lessons because my wife is uh, because she speaks Spanish and uh, she's not very fluent in English and i n- by no means I am a, a perfect English speaker yet I uh make an effort to improve myself in that way anyway um, I'm going to be learning HTML, learning JavaScript, learning CSS, and, inev- and it's going to be a happy a happy end result for myself to be able to become a web developer alongside my wife. And yet, um, I need to see, or may I say, I think that one of us is not going to get into the end. Uh, This is very, uh, perhaps I'm being negative at the moment, but the truth is that learning something like this requires such a high amount of effort uh, that I'm no longer sure that anybody is going to wish to invest so much into this. Uh, But maybe I'm wrong, who knows? Maybe maybe I'm going to fail. Maybe she's going to keep on. Maybe she's going to fail and I'm going to keep on learning. Maybe we both fail and maybe we both become uh, front end developers and work on that full time, maybe. I doubt it because uh, the face, the front end is going to be very beautiful and all and and it's going to have some behavior. It's going to have uh, these menus, these animations. These, uh, active uh, these interactive elements yet uh, the truth is that we are going to be frustrated for not being able to connect our database with the website and that's and that's the end goal in the end so we are going to be touching a lot um, the backend. And that means we are going to be making a choice of learning uh, Microsoft.net platform for the backend or learning Node.js, or learning uh, Ruby for the backend connection and everything uh, or learning Java. So uh, we we are going to have to make a choice. And I guess that as long as we both keep working on it, um, we're going to be just fine. Uh, but the truth is that I am the, 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 the one on the front line. I am opening. Uh, I am on the vanguard. I am opening the way. For the rest of the r b behind me, so uh, basically, I am the one uh deciding deciding where to go and working my ass off to actually learn and prepare how to teach so it's been an interesting uh, uh adventure so far, and I hope to continue doing um, these little talks to myself on the computer, and maybe you watching me. Uh, talking about it. So that's b- what I've been doing this couple of weeks. Um, uh, I've been teaching JavaScript, fundamental programming with JavaScript. And then right after that, uh, we took yesterday some time to learn about Markdown. And in a couple of hours, we actually learned all the basic of Markdown and how to actually use it. Uh, I basically cover all of this uh, Markdown cheat sheet website. And that's pretty much it. And uh, I guess that's it for the moment. So I'm going to try to do these uh, podcast episodes more often. Thank you for listening and see you later.